0: Welcome to the Being Fearless Podcast. In this podcast, we work on facing our fears so we can live our best lives. There's always going to be a voice inside you telling you you can't. I'm here to tell you, yes, you can. I'm your host, Jackie Robbins. I'm a confidence coach, an ulcerative colitis warrior, dog mom, and a fitness enthusiast with a cupcake problem. It's okay to be scared. Do it anyway. Hey, friends, welcome back to another episode of the podcast. And I'm going to talk about something that some might consider a little bit heavy um, because we are coming up on. A year of the pandemic. How fucking crazy is that, you guys? We've been like out of our element and dealing with change for an entire year. I don't know about you. I thought it was going to be a couple of weeks. And when the shutdown happened, I'm not going to lie to you guys. I was pretty excited. I wanted to stay home. I wanted to work from home. I wanted to hang out um, with Piper um, because I didn't have Buffy yet and just sort of like chill and do whatever. And I thought this was going to last till June, maybe July. And here we are coming up on a year later. And I'm sure that you have all sorts of mixed feelings. And over the past year, you've probably felt all the things. But the bottom line is sort of, Mother Nature just decided, you know what, guys? Time out. Everybody needs to stop, take a step back, and although I was super excited those first couple of weeks, I didn't really understand the gravity of what was going to go on, Um, and I know I've told you guys this before, I'm not a big news outlet person because... The news really bums me out. So I'm always very limited on my information. So I'm never going to come on here and tell you that, you know, I know everything about what's going on in the world because I don't. Um, But what I do know is people got a little bonkers when they started to like stock up on things. It was like they thought everything was going to go away. And there's this hilarious meme that went around. That was like four or five months after the shutdown, and it said something to the effect of, I'm still not okay about how you guys acted over the toilet paper. And I got to tell you, a year later, I'm not okay with it either. Like, I was okay right off the bat, and I was like, I don't understand why everybody's buying all the toilet paper in the land. And then about... I would say 5 maybe 6 weeks into this. I went to two or three different stores and almost had a panic attack because I couldn't I couldn't find any toilet paper. And for somebody who is a long-standing sufferer of bathroom anxiety, You guys, I had this one, and it was a Thursday morning. I will not forget this. It was a Thursday morning towards the end of April last year, and I was panicking, calling all these places, begging them for toilet paper. I mean, they must have thought I was crazy pants, but I'm sure I wasn't the only one doing this. And finally, a friend of mine works at Walmart, and I messaged her, and I was like, is there any way you could get me toilet paper as soon as you see it? And she was like, girl, I got you. So, like, yay for, you know, friends, but um that was my first, like, meltdown of the pandemic, and I was like, just, I think it got to the point for me where I just needed to control something, because I was feeling like things were very out of control and very scary, and I just needed to control the fact that I needed toilet paper, and I mean... I'll be honest, I go through toilet paper a little bit more than the average bear because I poop more than the average person. Um, but that was definitely, like, a crazy source of anxiety for me when this first started. And there have been bouts, like, all year. Like, I'm not gonna lie to you guys. I go through periods of time where I'm like, oh, this is cool. I'm good. I'm staying at home. I'm reading all the books. My house is clean. I got a puppy. We're doing all the things. And then... I have meltdown periods where, like, all of a sudden, like, I had one a couple of weeks ago where I was just bummed out about everything. I was angry about everything. And for the love of God, I just want to go out and do things. This was, for me, this was easier over the summer when we could go dine outside and we could do outside things. And I didn't feel so, like winter blue, I guess is what we're going to call it, like the winter blues were really setting in. But I feel like in the past year, we've all had our different struggles. A lot of my friends are moms and they talk about the struggle of like when they did have to work from home and then going back to work, but then having the kids at home and they're doing homeschooling and trying to balance all that. And honestly, what it boils down to is change. And I'm going to talk to you guys about change in a hot second. Let me just finish this rant here. Um, But we were all struggling. We were just struggling differently, but the same, if that makes sense. Like, my struggle is I'm alone all the time, and sometimes it gets to be really mundane. But a working mom just wants to be alone. So it's like, we're all struggling and we're all struggling together, which I guess is sort of on the bright side, a good thing. I'm not really sure. Um, I don't know if you guys had this when the pandemic first hit, but after we had been home for, I would say a couple of weeks, I really started sitting back and being like, oh, you know, there are are projects I should do. If I'm not going to do it now, I'm never going to do it. And one of it was my book. And I was having a really hard time just, like, being creative. It was, you know, April. I just, there was things going on. I just... I felt like I should be writing, but I didn't have it in me. And one of the things I've really learned this past year, and it's been a hard lesson for me, is you don't always need a time frame to get things done. It takes as long as it takes. I always preach that you should have a goal. And another thing I've recently learned about myself is sometimes my goals are like killing me. Like not literally, but they're driving me crazy and I'm like running around like a chicken with my head cut off to hit this goal because I feel like this is what I should be doing and I, I'm not even enjoying the process. And part of that came with the book. Um but I know for me, I have ADD. That's what I mean when I tell you guys like I have squirrel brain. And if I don't set goals, I have like this weird thing where with my ADD, I get like 90, 95% done with something and then I have a really hard time driving the rest of it home. I do this at work too. Sometimes I'm, you know, working on a project and I get it like almost done and I miss like the last step, which is always like the stupidest thing. Um... But I know for me, if I don't have like a clear list of like, you you need to do this and that and the other thing that I don't feel like I thrive, but I feel like lately I've been putting so much pressure on myself that it was hurting me and it was making me miserable. And somebody actually, when I was talking about it on my Instagram stories, at being fearless, Jacks, go give me a follow, um, please. <laughs> um, but a friend of mine messaged me, and she was like, "I totally hear that you're struggling. You need to check in with your body, like, and just ask yourself, what do you need right now?" And you guys, you know what I needed? To do nothing. To not have a to-do list. To not have a should-do list. No list. I just to sit, and I spent. Probably most of a weekend. It was definitely two days. I have three-day weekends. But I spent two days alternating, binge-watching Netflix or Hulu, and reading. And just doing whatever. And I did a whole bunch of yoga. And all of a sudden, I started to feel better because I was letting go of these, like, self-inflicted timelines. There's nobody over my head telling me you need to finish this on this date, except for me. Like, I don't have an actual book editor that's, you know, waiting for these things to be done. So, I actually took a week off from that process And when I got back to it, I was rejuvenated and ready to go. And I just kept saying to myself, it takes as long as it takes. There's no timeline. This book is going to get out into the world. Don't worry about it. So if you're a super goal-oriented person, I want to obviously encourage you to have these goals But don't set them either so high. And we've talked about this. Like you need attainable goals, but don't beat yourself up if you're not hitting them. And that's really what I felt like I was doing for the entire month of February. Like I set some really weird, not super attainable goals and I just started falling short. And it was, it was really frustrating. Like, it was super frustrating for me to not be hitting them, and all of a sudden, I was just like, you know what? These are self-inflicted goals, and I need to take a chill and take a step back. So I did, and then things just started falling into place, and I felt better about it, and my March goals are definitely a little bit more attainable. Um, just a fun fact, one of my March um, goals is to, I wanted to switch out my workouts, and I am currently working out like Jennifer Garner. I am obsessed with Jennifer Garner. In my workout room, there is a picture of her from Alias, a very famous one if you've ever seen Alias. It's autographed. I love looking at it. I have badass women all over my workout room to you know, give me motivation. And I randomly Googled, how does Jennifer Garner work out? Not when Jennifer Garner is working out for like Alias or Peppermint. I'm talking like, what does she just do? And she jump ropes. FYI, I suck at jump rope, but I'm doing it. Um, she also does dance aerobics and she does ballet those are two things I haven't been doing and I love dancing. And last week I did two different dance workouts and I'm going to be honest, I am not good at ballet. Um, but I did have a really fun time doing it. And then she also does, you know, circuit training, which was nice. So even by switching things up, I started to get out of that funk and that winter blue and that like, you know, ridiculousness. And I mean, it's just for funsies, you know, and we're talking like half an hour workouts on YouTube. Um, if you guys are interested, interested in the dance one that I'm doing. It's with Simone De La Rue, and she is super fun, a lot of booty shaking, <laughs> a lot of movement. But I mean, the other thing the pandemic brought was I stopped teaching Zumba. I had been teaching Zumba once a week and had like an hour session of just dancing with awesome people and having a great time. And I realized recently that I just stopped dancing. I wasn't throwing daily dance parties. I wasn't, you know, just dancing around the house, and by even just incorporating that ridiculousness of, you know, working out like Jennifer Garner, it really helped me out and boosted my spirits. So hopefully some of the ranting that I just went on helps you guys, but it's okay to feel whatever you felt in the past year. We've all felt it, you know, one minute we're okay, one minute we're not. Um, but the bottom line is for the past year, I feel like it's really showed us that we do have the ability to embrace change, whether you want to or not. (laughs) Change is coming, and I think in this past year, we've really had to figure things out in a different way and work on a new normal, and while I'm on the subject of the new normal, guys, we need to stop saying when things go back to normal. We can't go back to normal. We can go forward and have our new normal, but there isn't really a going back to the old normal. Like in life, as much as you want to go backwards, you really can't. And change is a scary thing. It's change, you know, it's scary for all of us, but This past year has thrown us out of our comfort zone in ways that are just nobody saw coming. And guess what? We made it. So, like, keep going. So, I want to talk to you guys about embracing change and giving you some fun tips about embracing change. But I also wanted to give you some things. So, I did a little research on this. And historically, people fear change. They fear new things. So I just want to give you guys a couple of funny examples about people resisting change back in the day. But now we're just like, oh my God, I can't even imagine living without this thing. So trains. You probably don't use a train very often, but that's okay. (laughs) When Stockard Darling Railway opened in 1825, people did not think that the human body could travel at 30 miles an hour. People thought that if you traveled for 30 miles an hour that your body would melt. (laughs) Like, how silly is that? I mean, how fast does your car go? I mean, speed limit around here is like 65 on the highway. We're not melting. <laughs> but that's what people thought because they were so scared of change and they were so scared of trying something new. And for us in 2021, that feels silly. Of course we'll get on a train. Of course our body isn't going to melt. But that's what I mean by change. You got to embrace it, you got to roll with it and hope your body doesn't melt. <laughs> um also telephones. When the telephone was introduced back in I have no idea when the telephone was uh, introduced. Please don't uh, punish me for that one. But elderly people thought that if you picked up a phone and dialed out, that you were going to get an electric shock. And, I mean... it. It's probably a valid concern if you were thinking about it. But nowadays, like, we put cell phones up to our ears, and I don't think we're really worried about anything. Like, people are attached to their phones in ways I can't even describe. Don't get me started on that one. Um, But yeah, back in the day, people thought you were gonna get an electric shock from it. Um, And then a more recent example about people, you know, resisting change is remember when Wi Fi was introduced? Remember when people thought that they were going to get cancer from Wi-Fi? That seems silly now because guess what? We embraced that change. People finally realized, okay, we're probably not going to get cancer from this. You know, people saw other people going on these trains and they didn't melt. So, okay, I guess I'll give it a try. So, there has to be like those couple of people that are out there, you know, advocating for the change and trying the different things. And that's what I want to be. I want to be the person that is embracing the change and not being scared because what are we talking about on this podcast? We are talking about being fearless. We are talking about being scared, doing it anyway. And you know what? We don't need to go back to the way things were a year ago. I think one of the awesome things that came out of this past year is... People had to reach out to other people and your relationship started to build a little bit more. And I'm sure it went the other way as well. Um, but you could reach out to people and, you know, phone a friend a little bit more often and you had to get a little creative for, you know, birthdays and holidays and all sorts of things. And you know what? We figured all that fun stuff out and was a little sucky along the way. Yes. Is it going to get better? Yes. But guys, we're not going back to a year ago. I, I know you hate me for saying that, um, but we're not. And I'm sorry to be the bearer of bad news, but I just keep hearing people say, when this gets back to normal, when this gets back to normal. And a lot of times I just bite my tongue because it's not really a, a subject I feel like debating, but it, you're going to get a new normal you can't go backwards. Like in life, you can't go backwards. And honestly, the looking backwards part is what causes depression. Depression is looking to your past and not being able to move on from it. And anxiety is about worrying about the future. So take the moment, figure things out, go with it, live in the moment to the best of your ability. I do struggle with that one, but Let's talk about change. Let me give you my tips and tricks for embracing change because I feel like over the past couple of years, I've gotten pretty good at this one. Number one, you have to remember that change is inevitable and it's necessary. Instead of telling yourself, change is bad, I don't want to do this, we can't do this, start to rewire your brain. Start to reframe how you think and deciding, you know what, change is good change is good. Working from home can be good. Drive-by birthday parties could be fun. How can we make this fun? Like, Get creative, but stop thinking in your head that change is bad because whether you think you can or you think you can't, you are right. And it's the same thing with what you're thinking. If you think it's good or you think it's bad, you are right. But let's Let's make it a... How do I want to put this? Let's make it a good thing. Let's stop thinking about all the bad things and how shitty change is because... You know what? Yeah, change is shitty when you're in it. But once you move past that, it can be amazing. And guess what? Change happens when you exit your comfort zone. And when you exit your comfort zone, you become more fearless and amazing in life. You guys trust me on this one. Also, another tip here, focus on resilience. Every change is going to bring discomfort. It's going to bring fear. My advice is to just roll with it. Keep going. Learn from whatever's going on, but you can't just stand still. In life, we all know those people that they resist change. Like, okay, so I'm gonna give you a workplace example. You're in the workplace and they're changing a policy and procedure. How many people get so pissed off if they have to do something different? But we've done it this way for 5 years. It works. Why are you changing it? And people are so resistant to change. You hear the office bitching all over the place, and then it becomes the norm, and guess what? People stop bitching because get this is how it is. This is change. You can't I mean as businesses, you can't just stand still. You have to keep evolving or you're not going to make it. So, sorry guys, got to move forward. Another tip I have, and I touched a little bit about this a few minutes ago, is ask for help. We've all struggled in the past year. Maybe your friends can offer some insight that you can't. Like, call them up and be like, hey, how are you managing this? Like, do you have any tips and tricks? And... Maybe they do, maybe they don't, but maybe it'll be comforting for them to be like, you know what? I don't fucking know either. We're just doing the best that we can. And that's going to make you feel a little bit better because the truth is we are all, every single one of us, just doing the best that we can. Whether it's, you know, everybody's standard for the best they can is different, but that's what's happening. Um, and stemming from that one too, connect with your people phone a friend, you know, talk about your shit, like not in a, you know, bitch fest sort of way, but, you know, phone a friend and be like, oh man, like I'm struggling. Can we talk about it for a few minutes and then come up with solutions? Because I'm going to tell you right now, there's nothing good that will come out of just phoning a friend and bitching. Phone the friend that is going to have some solutions or some creative ideas. I love it when I call my friends and they give me something that I didn't think of. And it's like, my dad used to say this all the time, light shines on marble head or light dawns on Marblehead." I forget how it is, but either way, you get the gist of it. And it's so funny because sometimes somebody will say something so simple to me that I'm like, huh, why didn't I think of that? So phone a friend, ask for help. It is not showing weakness. And then the other thing, and this is a big one, and this goes back to what I was talking to you guys about when I was really struggling a few weeks ago, having the winter blues. You need a good self-care routine. And we've talked about this a bunch of times on this podcast, but you need a routine that's going to like fill your cup so that you're not just putting all of your energy into everybody else. Like, yes, you have to work. Yes, you have families, all of that good stuff. But what are you doing to take care of yourself? And I know I've said this to you guys before. I have more time than the average person because I am not married. I am single and I do not have children. So yes, I can do things that other people can't. But I had Kate Levesque on a couple of weeks ago. Kate makes it a point to have a self-care routine so she can be the best mom that she can be. And a lot of times when I talk to my mom friends that are struggling, part of it is that they never get any time for themselves and it's hard for them to even take time for themselves. And I totally feel that struggle. And whatever that looks like for you, go do it. I don't know. Like, can you lock yourself in the bathroom and hide from the kids? I'm not not really sure. Um, but even if it's like 10 minutes a day, that's my challenge for you guys every single day for the next month or so, devote 10 minutes of your day to whatever the fuck you want to do. Whatever feels good. You want to read a book? Great. You want to take a shot of tequila? Great. You want to dance naked in your backyard? I hope you don't have neighbors, but great. Um, whatever that looks like for you, take 10 minutes. I'm only talking about 10 minutes. I know that you have 10 minutes. And when you take that 10 minutes, you guys message me. Tell me all about it. I want to know what you're doing for that 10 minutes. Um... But yeah, I hope something was helpful for you. Just to recap my five Embracing Change tips, remember that change is inevitable, and it's coming whether you like it or not, so you might as well decide it's good. Focus on being resilient. Ask for help. Phone a friend. And develop a self-care routine all right you guys that is all i got for you today a little bit of a quickie cast i hope you're all having a great week i hope that you are surviving life and thriving that's what we're here for and remember it's okay to be scared do it anyway